think we will spend three sessions on these verses. I hope they're rather short, but I don't think I can cram them into one or even two. And the first thing we're going to do is get an overview of this. That'll be the first session. And then we will talk about something that it took me about an hour to see about the relationship between the the freedom of the Word of God not being bound. The Word of God is not bound, and the actual role of those who are bound in advancing the Word which isn't bound. That's next time. And then in the third session, I think we'll tackle the relationship between election, everything being done for the sake of the elect, that they may obtain salvation, So does Paul endure things to get the salvation of the elect done, or does God elect people and thus get them saved? In other words, what's the relationship between the human role of salvation and the divine role in election for those who are saved? So, Father, as we look at these verses, grant that we would remember Jesus Christ the way Paul intends for Timothy to remember him effectively in our lives in advancing your gospel. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal, but the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they may also obtain salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. So the main command seems to be, right at the beginning, remember Jesus Christ, which which could be, um, don't uh, fall away and be so neglectful of Jesus Christ, you never think of him again and commit apostasy and make shipwreck of your faith. Or it might be something less dramatic than that, maybe more important or just as important. Don't neglect to have Jesus prominently in your mind hourly. In other words, not not forgetting him, but remembering him might not be, don't let him go out of your mind forever, but don't let him go out of your mind for an hour. In other words, be so radically devoted to Jesus and so centered on Jesus and so taken up with Jesus that you remember him all day long and he becomes the passion of your life hourly. And then he identifies this Jesus and why that would be, why that would be so reasonable. He is risen from the dead. This Jesus is alive. And if he is risen from the dead, he has conquered death, and he will never die again, which means he's alive forever, which throws this next phrase into stark relief. He is the offspring 
of David as preached in my gospel. So, he's risen from the dead, and he is the long-expected son of David, that is, king of Israel, and since he is alive forevermore, there's no other king who could ever supplant him, and therefore he is king of kings and lord of lords. And so he's the new king of Israel, and since he conquered death to become king of Israel permanently, he's the king of all kings, and the whole universe will come under the reign of the king of Israel. Therefore, <laughs> Therefore, remember Jesus Christ. So this yellow circle here is the, is the ground so far, anyway, for why you should remember him. Why wouldn't you remember him since he is alive from the dead forevermore and is the king of Israel and therefore the king of the universe because no other king can uh, defeat a deathless king who has conquered death. And then intention with this ground of glory, glory, glory. What a king. Paul says, for which, gospel here, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal. And that red circle there is a big, what, however, <laughs> Nevertheless, however, even though this is a glorious gospel, however, there is a, a cost involved, Timothy. I love this gospel. I'm remembering this gospel and the Jesus of it. I'm remembering Jesus Christ, and it's gotten me in prison, and it's gotten me treated like a criminal. So I don't want you to be naive, Timothy. Take your share of suffering. In fact, that word right there, I am suffering, is used in chapter 4, verse 5, where Paul tells Timothy, take your share of suffering. So he's getting, getting him ready for that. Um, nevertheless, so here, here's a however, however it's going to be costly, nevertheless, the word of God is not bound. I'm bound, but the word of God is not bound. And so that, that green circle right there tells Timothy, even though it's costly, it's successful. It cannot be defeated. Because the word of God is not bound. Even though I'm in prison, the word of God is not prison and in prison. And therefore, because, and I think that therefore, wouldn't you agree, relates to the word of God is not bound. Since the word of God is not bound, yet I am bound, I am willing to endure everything for the sake of the elect that they may obtain salvation that is in this Jesus Christ, who is risen from the dead, who is the king, the son of David, and therefore salvation comes only through this Jesus Christ, and when it comes, it comes for the elect with eternal glory. And so Paul says, in spite of the fact that it is very costly and has gotten me in prison and treated like a criminal, because, because the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I am willing to live for 
this gospel about Jesus Christ so that the elect in Jesus Christ will have eternal glory. So that's the main point. Everything is, is here to help Timothy remember Jesus Christ, stay with Jesus Christ, live for Jesus Christ, because even if he gets into prison with that kind of cost, the Word of God is not bound, will be triumphant, the elect will be saved, and there will be eternal glory.